welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. God, I thank you for today. Thank you for being so awesome to us, loving us and guiding us and believing in us. And Lord, we just give you this time, this, this, um, our attention. We give you our attention span. We give you our Sunday. We give you this whole week. We give you our month. We give you our life. Lord, we just want to just surrender to your perfect will. Lord, I pray, God, for every single person in here, God, that um, doesn't have a connection with you, God. I pray, Lord, that they would just make contact with you today. Lord, I pray, God, that y'all's relationship would grow and grow and flourish. And Lord, use them, God, and like you use me. Thank you so much, God, for letting me be used by you. We love you, Jesus. Anybody love Jesus? Say amen, amen and amen. Well, uh, I'm Pastor Elazar from Vida City Church, Houston. It's uh, an amazing journey that uh, I've been able to preach and travel for 15 years. Um, I'm actually 15. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm 30. I turned 30 on Friday. So, uh, man, God has been so good. So... I'm excited. It was, it was crazy because I was 29 and I would tell everybody, oh yeah, I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 20s. But now I'm in my 30s. So I got a three now. So um, God has been so good. And yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I travel. I have a business in Dubai and in the U.S. and in film production. And I've been able to work with some great people. Uh, Damon Shark from Shark Tank. Um, uh, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Um, Logan and Jake Paul, which I know some of the young people are like, what? So, so all because I said, God, use me. I'm nobody special. I didn't go to school for that. The only schooling I have is high school and Bible school. And um, it's just, I'm just, uh, I just said yes, that's it. There's no secret formula. Jesus is everything. And I just want to be what God wants me to be. Amen. And um, one of the things that I think when we all work in our relationship with God, just like we will work on a relationship with each other, there's one word that I want to talk about tonight. It's just one word, and we're going to elaborate on it to its fullest extent, and that word is called trust. Somebody say trust. Trust. Now, we're going to look at our Bible today. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 6, verses 18, 21. It's on page four on my Bible, so you guys don't know where to find it. It's on page four. (laughs) Okay. This is crazy. This is God speaking to a man named Noah. And man, like, what you're about to, we know the story. For those that do know the story, y'all know the story. But let's relive it in its timeline. Because what God is saying to this individual, this guy has no idea what's about to happen And what God is going to ask of him. So, here we go. Genesis chapter 6, verses 18 through 21. It says, God says this to Noah. But I'm going to establish a covenant with you. You'll board the ship and your sons and your wife and and your wife and your son's wives uh, will come on board with you. You are also to take two, somebody say two, of each living creature a male and a female on board the ship to preserve their lives with you. Two of every species of bird, mammal, and reptile. The fish can stay in the water. (laughs) 
two of everything so as to preserve their lives along with yours. Also get all the food you need and store it up for you and them. Imagine hearing a prayer like that. Or, or you're talking to God and then that you're like, all right, God, look, use me. What do you have for me today, God? Who, who do you want me to go talk to? And God's like, nah, I got you with something. If I heard this, I'd be like, am I sleeping or something? He wants me to build a boat. And he wants me to take my wife and kids, which is fine. I've always wanted a yacht. But then he's like, no, 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 this is a, this is a ship here because you got to bring two of every animal, bird, mammal, and reptile, two of everything so you can preserve their lives. Also, you're going to need food for yourself and all the animals. Like, what? I'd be questioning that. I'd be like, God, okay, are you sure? Like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know about y'all, but I would just be like, am, am I, do I need to fast about this? Because, I mean, do I need to fast and pray for a while? But what's interesting is verse 22. This is, this is crazy, okay? Because you need to be so in tune with God that you trust him with what he's telling you. And aside of trusting him, verse 22 says this, Noah did everything God commanded him to do. Verse 22, Noah did everything God commanded him to do. I don't know about you, but I want to be so in tune with God that no matter what project, no matter what situation, no matter what creative thing he tells me to do, I want to be so in tune with God that I don't even question it. I'm going to do everything God has told me to do. Can I get an oh yeah to that? God, I, God would tell me to do anything. I want to do it. God said go to Africa tomorrow. Man, I'm, I'm there. I don't have no plane ticket. But you know what, God? You told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Right? Like Peter on, got out of the boat. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come on you in the water. He's like, come on the water. I'm done. I'll, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm sure all the disciples are like, man, he's going to drown. Watch. Get his phone. Get your phone now. Watch. He's like, nah. But in his faith, he's the only person recorded in the Bible that walked with Jesus on the water. Where's our faith today? Do we have trust? Somebody say trust. Do we have trust? My word today is trust because it takes a lot of effort to trust somebody that you don't really know. But if you know someone like your parents or your spouse, your best friend, it could be a lot easier to trust. In this case, in this scenario, God is talking about something that has never been done before. And God is saying, I need you to trust me with this. Noah didn't even question. Noah didn't um, give him an attitude. Verse 22 simply says, Noah did everything God commanded him to do. That's a sermon all on its own. Can y'all trust God? Can we do what he's called us to do? Bam, let's pray. Let's go. But let's talk about the process. I'm going to give you three points today that we learned um, from Noah's life. Number one, Noah had favor. Number two, Noah had guidance. And number three, Noah had obedience. Noah had favor. Noah had guidance. Noah had obedience. One more time, Noah had favor. Noah had guidance. And he had obedience. Listen to me. 
I love trying new things. I love, I love creating things. I do the create, I'm part of the creative side at the church too. Um, I love getting my video camera because I have a video production company in uh, here and also in Dubai and we love like taking the drone out and doing these impossible crazy shots and I just love creating new things and sometimes the risk is good and sometimes the risk is bad because man like I crashed the drone my drone last last year uh, I hit a building and it just fell and I was like oh like that's not good i love trying new things and sometimes there's risks and sometimes there's not i love trying new things and and one of the things that i love doing while trying new things is also living for jesus like jesus is my life i shared it with the young people yesterday that it's not like here's my life how i want it and then how can i fit jesus in it it's jesus is my life anything he wants me to do i'm going to do it noah obeyed god i love trying new things I don't know if Noah felt that way though. I don't know how all of us are in different ways, but in the three things I wanna talk about, when Noah had favor, guidance, and obedience, it's all because he had a relationship with God. It wasn't some concept. It wasn't some church-going man that's like, well, you know, maybe I'm gonna give it a try this week. This is a life of righteousness and holiness that he's lived in a world where it's full of sin. Let's get right into it. Number, point number one is, you'll remember what it is? Noah had, Noah had favor. So I have a picture of me and Noah, okay? Noah had favor. Listen to me. When the favor of God is on you, the blessings don't only stay with you. It blesses your entire fam. Because through Noah's obedience and in his lifestyle, in a world where it was chaos and people were sinning, Noah was instructed to build a boat to preserve himself. The family that Noah had was blessed, covered, protected, and spared because of the relationship Noah had with God. Can I tell you, young person, that the reason why you're not going through some of the things you should have gone through is because your parents have favor with God. That your grandma or somebody that, you've, that has been praying for your life, the reason why they didn't shoot up your school is because you have favor with God through your parents. The reason why you're not going through deep, deep depression is because somebody in your family has the favor of God over their life. Listen to me, as the head of the house, right? Men, as the head of your house, men of God, always seek the presence of God. Obtain God's favor. Be the men of God in your home so that your family can be spared. And because of Noah's lifestyle, his family was spared simply because Noah had the favor. Our relationship with God doesn't only benefit us, it benefits those around us. This is, this, is, this is amazing because um, your faith in God will always be tested by two things, fear and facts. This is a scary thing here. I have faith in God. He's trusted me to build a boat. But at the same time, never done this before. Noah's probably not a carpenter, much less a builder. How in the world am I supposed to do this? 
The fear of, man, I'm going to get made fun of for doing this. The facts is, this is interesting because God is telling me to build something for a flood when it's never even rained before. Fear and facts will sometimes hurt our faith. Listen to me. You need to, you need to trust God. And I'm going to encourage you to don't reduce your theology to fit your reality. You need to remind your reality about your theology that God is able, God is faithful, God is loyal. And so I'm not reducing what I believe in so it can make sense. It's like no reality. I know who my God is. He told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Noah had favor. If you don't get anything this afternoon, I want to obtain the favor of the Lord because it's going to protect me. So Noah had the favor. Number two, do you remember what Noah had? Noah had favor. He had guidance. This is interesting because in order to do this, he has to build something he's never done before. No experience in this and also no example. There's no example of a boat. There's no experience in ship building. He had to literally rely on God. There's no such thing as rain and God is talking about flooding. Here's the thing, how much trust you have to have in God. I have to obey everything he said because everything that I built, I can't even test it to see if it's going to work until the flood comes. Sometimes in life, you don't even know what you're built for until the flood comes and the crisis comes. You don't know what you're built for until that problem hits you. And I believe there's a lot of world shakers in here, history makers in here. And you probably have not gone through the worst of the worst, but you just got to trust God. I remember when I wanted to buy my first house. It was beautiful right across the lake. It was really nice. And I worked hard to try to get it. I got my parents to help me out with like the process. And we had some real estate people at our church that were helping me get it. And I was pushing towards to get this house. It was not working. It took way longer than what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, what's going on? I'm not getting this house. And we talked to real estate. They said, you can come sign on this date. So I came and tried to sign and said, no, another complication. Like, what's the complication? Nothing made sense. And I'm praying. I'm saying, God, I know I I want this house. This house is perfect, right? This house is nice and I, I want it. And I just didn't really get a response from God. I don't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, I, uh, uh, I, was, I was called to go and sign in on a Sunday after church. So after church, I went to go and sign in. I said, I'm sorry, we, you can't sign. It's just not working out. I did not understand. But check this out. I didn't end up getting the house. I, had to, I ended up moving into an apartment. Um, but a week moving into the apartment, Hurricane Harvey hit. And that house that I wanted was completely underwater. What a divine delay from God. I'm glad God didn't give me what I wanted. And you ought to be glad that God doesn't always give you what you wanted. 
So I'm in an apartment six months and I went from wanting a nice one-story house to now having a two-story house. God had something better for me and my life. Trust. Somebody say trust. Noah had guidance. And it's crazy because no experience, no example, no really roadmap to how to do this. He can't test it until it floods. This is crazy, y'all. This is crazy. And you got to be careful with, let me speak on this for a bit. Be careful on who you listen to. And sometimes Christians too. I know some people that would say, man, God told me, bro, I didn't tell you nothing, bro. Like you just, <laughs> you can already know God. Like, oh my goodness, there was a, a couple at our church and he was going to break up with her. And I was like, bro, why are you breaking up, man? Like, she's nice, she's good. Nah, bro, I'm just not feeling it. Like, well, bro, well, you better do it now, man. Not, not get her hopes up, whatever. And so then I find out a couple of days later, I was like, hey, so how's everything? He's like, bro, I broke up with her. And what'd you tell her? You know, God told me. I was like, ah, oh, bro, like you put the God card on her, bro. You, you know, false God, bro. You better go tell, tell her that wasn't God. <laughs> Be careful with people that say God told me. I pray that in this building, everybody will have a good level of discernment to know that when God is speaking and when God is using somebody. So God told him to bring his family the sons are coming on this ship. Not just the sons, but the sons' wives, right? I pray. You know what? You should pray for your kids. For those who have kids, pray for your kids. Lord, protect them, keep them, guide them, and lead them. And I, you, know, I, you know, I have a, 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 a one-and-a-half-year-old, and I also have a three-and-a-half-year-old, uh, and... Um, Man, these kids, these boys are crazy, man. They climb everything, whatever. But even right now, I pray for their spouse. Lord, I pray for my son's wives, wherever they're at, wherever their diapers are at, whatever they're... <laughs> I pray for their life. I pray for their ministry. I pray, Lord, that you would protect them and keep them wherever they are, whatever their name is. Lord, I pray for my son's wives, for their future ministry partners, for their future business partners. Father, I pray, God, that you would just only give them the right people lord i pray against all harm in their life lord i pray for my son's spouse i want to encourage y'all pray for them pray for them god i pray a hedge of protection over what whoever is a part of my son's life i pray that they would be in your will and that any undercover demon would be exposed any plans every time god gives us an assignment he had guidance ready when God gives us an assignment, it's also to benefit others. You see, God told him to not only have the sons and the sons' wives, but this was a trip of a lifetime. You know why? Because guess what? We're going to get to be with all the animals. They're so cute. Oh, my God. Look at that elephant, that penguin. That penguin looks so cute. That zebra, those two monkeys. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the best trip ever. Can't wait to cuddle with them and play with them. And man, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> nah, we're talking about animals. Animals. 
I, here's the thing about these animals though. These were animals. Here's the interesting thing about these animals. The, the animals on this ark get three things. They get a free ride, they get free food, and they get safety. The people that Noah had to take care of was his sons and his daughter-in-laws. And then he has to take care of these animals. They get three things. Again, they get a free ride because they didn't pay for nothing. They get free food. They didn't pitch in. They didn't help. They didn't, hey, Noah, here's my share, right? And they get safety. So now Noah's thinking, I got to provide for something that isn't really benefiting me. Have you ever had to feel it in your heart where I have to bless someone when I know I'm not going to get nothing out of it? Where I keep doing it again and again and again, but it's just not, it's not that, that, that you don't want to do it. It's just you hate seeing people struggle and you don't want people to suffer, but it's in your heart. It's in your nature. It's in your ministry. It's a ministry gift that I keep giving and I keep giving. I keep helping this, this uh, uh, person in our family, right? One of our relatives who just keeps taking and taking and taking, but I hate seeing him struggle. So I keep giving and giving and giving and I know I'm not getting anything in return. That person is definitely getting free rights. They're getting free food, and they're staying at my house. But you know what that's called? That's called ministry. That's ministry. That's a heart that Jesus wants us to have. Makes no sense. I'm telling you, this whole thing doesn't make any sense. But trust God in the process. So now Noah's thinking, these animals are going to get a free ride, get free food, they're getting safety. So now I have to protect what wants to attack me. I have to protect what wants to attack me. Your blessing, your trust in God, your assignment will sometimes bless your enemies around you. And they're going to get blessed because of the favor of God that you have. And you just got to accept it and say, you know what? My assignment is not only to benefit me and my family, but sometimes it is for my enemies. So number one, Noah had favor, right? Noah had favor. Noah had guidance. He definitely needed guidance. And last thing is Noah had obedience. I only have a few minutes left. He had obedience. What would have happened if Noah didn't obey? I'm not doing this. I can't do this. I refuse to do this. I don't know if I heard God correctly. What would have happened if Noah disobeyed? Everybody would have died. All the animals his daughter-in-laws, his sons, and his wife. Who is dying spiritually because of your disobedience? Who is suffering right now because of your disobedience? We can elaborate on that 
I don't think we need to. Who has God been telling you to talk to, bring to church, and we're just, ah, maybe next time, or they're not ready for it. No, you're the one that's not ready for it. <laughs> if Noah didn't obey, he would have drowned. His family would have drowned. Who is drowning because you're not obe obedient? So I think our prayer needs to be, yes, I trust you, God. But not just I trust you, God. Yes, I obey. Yes, I will do what you call me to do. The answer is yes. Pastor Brian, you asked me to do something. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm there. Yes, I'm going to serve. Yes, I'm going to give. Yes, I'm going to sow. Yes, I'm going to give my time, my attention. Yes, I'm going to do it. It makes no sense, Pastor Brian. You want to do something here? I don't, under, I don't have to understand it. If God has spoken to me through you, yes, my obedience is there. I'm here to tell some young person there is a nation depending on your yes. Somebody is depending on on your yes on your obedience okay he obeys then the bible describes that as soon as noah finished the boat he was in obedience all right god i finished it the bible describes God says nothing. What? I built the whole ship. All the animals are ready. I got all the columns. I got all the food. I got my, my family there. We, got, we built everything. And what does God say? Nothing. I mean, I at least expect some angels to come down, like do a dance or something like, hey, you did it, man. Congratulations. You built it, right? I expect God to at least say thank you. But I mean, I'm the one that should be saying thank you. He's helping me out. But like, I, I expect like a well done, good and faithful servant. I, I expect to hear something from God, but God doesn't say anything. The Bible does not record God saying anything after Noah's built this boat. This makes, again, this makes no sense. But here's where everything comes together. Watch this. The Bible then shows us that God is silent. And I thought I would have been celebrated for my obedience. I thought I would have been applauded for my obedience. But God's response, ready, is the storm. The storm is confirmation that I completed what God told me to do. Man, oh my goodness, I built this boat. We have not seen one cloud. God has said nothing, but all of a sudden, there's a little bit of lightning coming. Whoa, I've never seen that before. The storm is confirmation that I was obedient. Can I tell you that? You might be going through a storm right now. It's confirmation that you've probably been obedient in something, that something is happening. But God does not respond. God does something else. You ready? The evidence that God is still speaking to Noah is not only that the storm is coming or that the rains are coming down and that the ground is opening up and the waters are coming up. The evidence that God is speaking in this story to Noah is this, that the Bible describes that God shut the door. I am grateful for open doors. 
I'm grateful when God opens a door for me. Amen. I am grateful when God opens up a new opportunity, brand new door, brand new business plan, brand new venture out. I'm so grateful for open doors that God gives me. But at the same time, I am also grateful for the doors that God closes. Because when God closes the door, man, here's the thing. God had to close the door because if no, if it was up to Noah helping everybody, helping all the people would have been coming and he would have left that door open and his whole boat would have gone down. That's why sometimes God has to shut the door because sometimes we're just too nice. God has to shut the door on relationships that I don't have that for you. God has to shut the doors on job opportunities, businesses, the different opportunities that God has placed in every single one of us. God sometimes has to shut the door so that our ministry, our life, the plans he's given us are not sabotaged just because we're trying to be nice. God closes the door. So the storm is confirmation that I completed what God told me to do. That is my obedience. And then God closed the door. And it's the evidence that God is still speaking. I'm going to close with this. This is crazy. Because there's a difference between God telling me to help people versus people taking advantage of me. And some of us are burnt out because we've allowed people to take advantage of us when that person wasn't the assignment God had for, for me. I was talking to a young person the other day and they were saying, how, how do I share my faith? Because they were literally inviting people to um, church and uh, they were like, so what if what would happen if I tell them to come to church or get to know Jesus? I said, well, I mean, three things can happen. Let's talk about the best case scenario. So if you said, hey, would you like to give your life to Jesus? And they say yes, then that's great. You want another soul to heaven. That's like best case scenario, right? If they say, uh, I'll think about it. Well, that's a good thing because the Bible tells us to plant seeds. You just planted a seed in their life and maybe one day. There's so many stories I can tell you of people that were like, man, when I was little, somebody told me about Jesus. And then when I was older, somebody like God used them to water whatever was planted in me. And now I have a ministry. Now I'm a pastor. Now I'm this. So many stories I've heard of that. So if they say maybe you just planted a seed. Now, one thing we don't like to hear is, no, I'm not going to give my life to God. No, I don't want to serve Jesus or whatever their response is. No. Jesus said, blessed are those that are rejected because of me. So if they say no, you just got rejected. But Jesus said you're going to get blessed because you got rejected because of him. Ooh, so win-win. <laughs> say no. No, I'm just kidding. Don't say <laughs> no, don't say that. The only way you lose, though, the only way you do lose is if you just don't do it. If you don't share, you lost. You don't share your faith, you lost. There's no such thing as solo Christianity. We have to be the body of Christ. Because Jesus is coming back for his church. Amen? Noah had favor, he had guidance, and he had obedience. As I come to a close, in my last five minutes, I invite everyone to stand up. And what I want our prayer to be is, Lord, I want favor in my life. I will have God's guidance and I will obey. I will obey. 
Some people want the blessings of God without the obedience. That's not how it works. Some people want the favor of God without following the instructions. That's not how it works. I want the whole package. I love this term that I've heard already three times you've said, all access. We have all access to Jesus. There is no, if you first time knowing Jesus and you only get a little bit and then those of us who have been in church X amount of years, we get this much of Jesus. God gives us all access all the time. And I will close with this as a reminder to the young people. Don't feel that God will punish you. God will allow us to go through the consequences of our actions. If we made a mistake, we got to suffer the consequences. But God himself will not punish us because we are living in the time where Jesus already rose again from the dead. So like, like I said last night, if God were to have to punish us, it's like slapping his son Jesus across the face and saying, your death was not worth enough because I still have to punish them. God doesn't punish us. However, he will let us go through the consequences of our actions. He's not a respecter of persons. So you could be somebody who doesn't know what they want in life to somebody who has all the money in the world. God doesn't put anybody on a pedestal. He's not a respecter of persons. However, he is a respecter of your character, your integrity, and God will give to those that can handle certain blessings. And in this case, Noah had an assignment. What's your assignment? I know it's nothing like this. At least I hope not, because invite me on your boat if this is, if this is the case. <laughs> it's nothing this crazy, I don't think, your assignment. But Noah trusted in God, despite of the fear that people are going to make fun of me, despite of the facts, it's never rained. And God's talking about flooding the earth. I don't understand. No experience, no example. I mean, we're looking at somebody here who wasn't like the best candidate. The only, in, in, in the material-wise, the only thing that dis distinguished him from the rest is his relationship with God. So our prayer is, as we close is I want the favor of God. I have God's guidance and I will obey. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your love and grace that you have for us. Lord, I pray the favor over us here at Access Church. I pray the favor of God over every single person in this room. Lord, other than just having favor and blessings, Lord, can you guide us, Lord, through your word and continue guiding us through the preachings and guiding us through our leadership, through our pastors. Lord, continue to guide us through every day. Speak to us, God, not only in just your word, but other people that you can use to speak into our life. Use situations, God, to speak to us. Lord, we are, we are listening. Lord, we will not complain that you're not talking if our Bible is closed. Lord, we, we are totally receptive to whatever you want to do in our life. Last thing, Lord, is we want to obey, and we will obey. I say yes, God, to your will. I say yes to your way to, in my family, in my life, in my financial life, in my career, my opportunity, in my ministry, God. You, to you, I say yes.
in Jesus' name, amen and amen. As we get into this altar call, I want to invite anybody in here who wants to take that opportunity to say, yep, I want the favor of God. Yep, I want God's guidance, and I'm going to obey. The altar call is not a penalty for coming to church. It's simply a response saying, I understood what God was telling me today. That's you. I want you to come right now. As the, as the timer says 15 seconds left, I want you to definitely come up, and we're going to just lead us into a song. So come up right now. Grab your family. Grab your spouse. And just pray God's favor over your family. Pray God's guidance. And pray that you're going to be in obedience this week. I close. you to pray for your family over the favor of God over your family God's guidance and obedience I want to encourage you you remember what my main word was today trust trust in God trust in God my last point for this afternoon is this God gave him all the instructions and then God didn't speak the evidence that God was still speaking is that when God closed the door, the evidence that he was, uh, Noah was obedient was that the rain came, the floods came, God closed the door. Watch this. God didn't even tell Noah how long he was going to be on that boat. But what Noah knew was I did everything God had told me to do. And I trust God enough that he doesn't even have to tell me how long I'm going to be on this. He's going to take care of me and my family. I don't know how much longer we're going to be in this pandemic, and this crisis, but just understand that God will take care of you and your family. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, as I'm out here, God, that we would begin to trust you now more than ever in this time, in this world where there's a lot of chaos, a lot of things that, that could mess our relationship up with you, Lord. I pray, God, that we would begin to trust you with our lives our decision making. Lord, help us to never, never, ever neglect the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you sent the Holy Spirit to us to help guide our every, every decision. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you into our home, to every decision. I don't want to do anything without your permission, Holy Spirit. We want to walk in faith over fear. We want to walk in faith and trusting in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Anybody love Jesus say? Would you take two more minutes and just worship God right there where you're at? Talk to him in your own words. It doesn't have to be fancy. Just, just talk to God like you would talk to a friend and 
Our worship team is just going to lead us one more time and just say, Lord, I want to know more of you. Show me your glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry without you none of this is possible if you like this podcast please like and subscribe and share it on social media thank you for listening god bless you